Is it me or was it hiding here? Is it me or was it hiding here? but they call me uh, Miss Hollywood and you are tuned in to So Hollywood the podcast woo yes that was a dope intro shout out to uh, Saratoga he actually did that intro he's a local artist here in Virginia um, I normally do a recap of my last episode and um, I had a special guest up here by the name of Turbo, and he's a local Virginia artist. He uh, considers himself a hip-hop artist, to be exact. Um, I asked him a few questions about what bothers him about the industry. Uh, he mentioned that the support in the Virginia area. I also talked about VA talent, the VA movement, is it considered an actual movement or is everybody moving like individually? Um, and he pretty much responded with uh, local artists or local support or the lack thereof. Um, and we'll get into it a little bit later as far as when I ask my next guest. She's up here now, but I won't mention her yet because I have a I still have to do a little bit of a recap. Um, and we also talked about like the local VA talent scene and why there isn't like a major hub here because we have one of the biggest like record label presidents that live here and his name is Pusha T. And I just want to know like why there isn't a major entity here or why people don't feel that it's a major entity here for Virginia talent or just the talent in this area in general. Um, but I do want to do a question of the day that I normally ask everybody and I have them answer it at the end of the show. And it is what bothers you about the industry and why and what will be your solution for that? And so with that being said, I'm going to introduce my special guest, which is the first female guest that I've had on my show. So Hollywood, the podcast, and her name is Jade Josephine. How are you? I'm good. I guess it's about that time you had a female up here, huh? I know. I've been asking, <laughs> like, uh, where can I find, like, the dopest female? And he found her. And so now, yeah. So how how have you been? Oh, I've been good. I, um, I, I recently, well, not recently, but I relocated back to the East Coast. Um, I was living in um, L.A. for a little bit of uh, time actually like a, a year and a half I left Virginia to go to LA and try to get some things shaken and some things shook so I've been good okay well we're gonna get into that a little bit later because I want to start off with like a little bit of your background where you're from where you grew up like what got you into the actual hip-hop industry or the industry in general so just give a little bit of like your background you can go how deep however you want to go because this is open up, open platform at this point. Okay. Um, well, I'm from Detroit originally, but I, I spent all my life. Yeah, you already know, 313. <laughs> but um, I spent most of my life in Virginia. I went to high school at Green Run. So I'm 
like was very local <laughs> and um I knew all of the rappers and what what was funny was I, I just used to write in, in my notebooks and not even really expose myself too much. Like mm-hmm. most of my family does music, but I didn't really like expose it too much until I ended up going to Green Run and one of the homeboys seen me writing while they were in a little cipher for lunch and he was like, Why don't you spit something? And it was a rap from there. Everybody knew me as uh Jay with the braces that rap and <laughs> Then, you know, <laughs> I, I couldn't go out like that. So, you know, I, I went with my actual government name, Jay Josephine, as my stage name. And dope, I've been doing dope. it from there. Oh, go ahead. Um, I ended up uh, getting into engineering um, in college. And because my mom was like, how are we going to do this and, and not spend as much money? And I was like, well, I got to be able to set up. So I changed my major and I ain't looked back since. So what college did you uh, end up going to? Um, I ended up going to Old Dominion University, but at the time they didn't really have too many things um, in media as far as recording and um, audio engineering or production or anything for real. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I heard that that's changed since, but I, I started doing music theory and classical piano there. And then I transferred um, to Chillicothe, Ohio, and they have this. Um, workshop called recording workshop mm-hmm. and the um the people that started up full cell actually went to that school so i said let me go to the originators i went there and um, got my certifications in like eight months oh oh wow so how how was that journey for you like like learning all of the the things and the the actual outcomes um, it was it was great, but it was difficult. I was the only um, I was the only black female on campus. Um, oh. It was three other females there at school, but I was the only one of color, and so it was um, it was quite it was quite different. I had two black professors, and so it wasn't too too many people that I can that was that were doing hip hop at my school for one, and that I could actually connect to, but the ones that I, the people, I actually connected with a lot of people there. At first it was a little difficult. People looked at me strange, but I was there for one thing and one thing only. So I went in and handled my business and I, I love engineering. Actually, I um, opened up a studio down there in Virginia beach. I engineered at a few studios, um, like, like one in Norfolk and, and I ended up, uh, knowing a lot of people, a lot of rappers and producers and getting my name out just right. from engineering. So it helped a lot with people starting to know who I am. So um, where did, uh, at one point you were in a company by the name of Black Fam Music Group. Cause yeah. that's, that's where I think we met during your career or your beginning of the what I know you to be as. So can, yeah. you, can you give me a little bit of background of how you guys all met and and joined forces and did what you was doing? Well, I used to actually date Black Sun, <laughs> um, <laughs> and I took I took him to prom and everything. It was it's terrible, <laughs> uh, and I still got love for him, like a, a lot of love for him. They but, can rap. Um, I w- the group. <laughs> I was, Huh? Uh, no, the group at the time. It, what was it? Boogie and yeah, Black Sun and Trey Boog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah Trey Boog had the long hair back then. Yes. Like, yes, it was definitely different back in the day. <laughs> yeah, definitely different. And they were like they were on One Hundred Six and Park. Yes, they had a lot of accomplishments. They were on. Um, they were in the Virginia pilot for it. They performed and... on a lot of stages that a lot of people have not gotten to perform at. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they they really did, and it was a doors. blessing to even really get. Yeah, they did open up the door. It was a blessing to get involved in that family. To be honest, because I still talk to them every day. They still treat me like family. Um, born, he was my the father. Their father, he was my manager for quite some time. I didn't know. Um, because while me and TJ were dating, he mm-hmm. was like, "Look, you gotta you gotta meet my girl." And I went over there and met their all the whole family and. Um, there and I actually had classes with his sister, um, Trinice, and her name uh, her name was Black Diamond at the time, and she was yeah. 
interviewing people like Kanye West and John Legend, and we were in high school, I so remember that. it was a really big platform, and it, it was really big, um, really big opportunity to be a part of that so young. Yeah, because they had a lot going um, back in the day. Because I, I I remember running to into them throughout my career as just about at some point in life. Because I used to work with them, and and then come to find out my significant other he knew them and then it was just like it's a small world in reality because yeah. we also met through the rain <laughs> rain nitty too oh yeah, yeah man, i think at that time yeah. weren't you throwing parties at that time too or yeah something? i was doing promotions then um and the the club closed down now so i won't even mention the name yeah, but don't, don't well, i was doing promotion then and <laughs> And I had a studio at uh, at home as well. And so it was crazy. I, I, me and you linked up and yeah. Ray Nitty came through. It was a whole big ordeal. Like, <laughs> it's so many stories from the early 2000s. Like, people wouldn't even believe us, I swear. Exactly. Exactly. Because you literally used to live down the street from me. Like, yeah, like, like we could walk distance. to each other. <laughs> yeah. That was amazingly, like, that was a definite small world. Like, I just it just it was meant to be at the end of the day and i've been trying to get yeah. in contact and get you on this actual mixtape but we'll talk about that a little bit later too because i want to get a little okay. bit more of um your background so what are what did you what were you doing when you moved to california like didn't is that what that's where you were correct yeah i um well i had a i had a producer by the name of harley mack and um he was like just come out here. It's a couple of opportunities. He had just graduated from LA recording school mm-hmm. and a couple of his professors were offering him some things and he didn't want to do it alone. And so when I came out there, um, we just started putting together a couple of projects mm-hmm. and um, one of his professors was, was an A&R for a syncing and licensing company and, and said, Hey, do you know any female rappers? And he's like, yo, you kidding me? And we put together a nine song EP and um, then we submitted it to the company and they purchased it. And so now I'm in. What is it called? What is the um, the company's called? The company's called Position Music. So that's my first thinking and licensing company I got signed to. I was there. I was in California for maybe about five or six months and we got that opportunity and they they went ahead and, and purchased the. Um, the EP right off the rip. You can actually go to their website and listen to the EP that they purchased from me. And um, then after that, I started getting more uh, opportunities with other syncing and licensing companies. And so now I'm with Position Music. I'm with Music Bed. I'm with Marmoset. I'm with Lab Hit mm-hmm. and Cozy Music. Um, and I'm just doing uh, TV and f- music for TV and film right now. So. That's dope. I've always wanted to see like how you can break into that industry because it's definitely money to be made when it comes to oh, it's so much, and, and it's and it's so much talent in Virginia. Hell it's yeah. crazy. Like like I just wish that people would um would just venture off and do other things because I've been trying to reach out to a couple of people in Virginia too to to get them involved in what I'm doing because it's kind of easy once you're in the door and you have some type of connection, right? It's really easy to get other people involved. So I started my own publishing company so I can start getting some of my people involved with it too and make some of these, make some, some checks. Yeah. And speaking of that, cause that was actually going to be my next question. Like at one point, what point did you move away and you knew that Virginia was not, where you needed to be in order to make your career level up? Well, it was actually before I moved out of Virginia. I had, I've done um, a lot of the big music festivals. Like I was, right. I did Chag okay. Fest, I did Boogie Mania, and I performed for like, and opened up in almost every club that plays hip hop. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? And, and, did, and did so many things for artists there. And I realized like, I'm making a name for myself. I'm on the radio. We um we had went viral with this this Bill Cosby record. How oh, you yeah, feeling? Yeah. And it was on Shade Four Five, and all of this big stuff was happening, but nobody was reaching out, and I just couldn't understand it because I was like, 
you know, there's a formula for making things pop. Right. And it just ain't it. Something's not, something's not clicking. And as soon as my homie was like, yo, just come over here. Let's see what we can do. And it happened within, like I said, within five to six months. I was like, oh, okay. I see what it is. People have to venture out of Virginia. They have to leave and have to get another fan base and let other people hear them, people that are deeper in the industry. And it it sucks because a lot uh, of people out of town, they appreciate your talent more than the people that's NVA. You know, like I said, I got, I mean, I got a lot of love there and a lot of fans there, but I realized that leaving was the best decision mm-hmm. I had ever made for my, mm-hmm. my career. That was actually my follow-up question. <laughs> Is it true when, what they say, like, do you move from your own city and being able to make it like within five to six months, just by using the same outline that you were using in your own city and moving the yep. same way. And then people outside just appreciate it. So much more. Why do you think that? Like, why do you feel that Virginia as a whole is not? Because, like I said, we have like and like you said, Virginia has a lot of talent, a lot of talent. Whether it's photography, whether it's videography, whether it's artists, whether you're a web designer, like it is what it is. You, it's a lot of shit here. Club owners, promoters, but nobody wants to move on one accord. It's like a, a, it's it's a never ending competition. So why do you that's feel just that the way? thing is there's so many so much talent and so many so many people there doing the same things that are that are, are really talented but it's it's too many chiefs and not enough Indians. You not right. a, you don't have a lot of, of of team effort out there. It's um it's a music group there called Frequency Music Group that's really trying to change that narrative mm-hmm. and what they're doing is um they're trying to get everybody involved in everyone else's music where your fans are also musicians and the people in there, it's, it's a constant network. And mm. that's probably one of the only groups there that I've seen that's been trying to like change that narrative. Otherwise, like it's just so do many people. Really like I said, do you really think that it'll ever change? Do you really think that it'll ever, I've been here since 2001. And like you said, I'm not, uh, here, so. girl, I know, I'm just trying like, to figure it out, and then, um, then it gets frustrating. I think that it could finally change. It could finally change if we can get some people that are actually in the industry to make a change. Because right now, you know, it is people. It, there are people like ATI and um, uh, and my boy Driver got a whole set over yeah. there, and everybody's trying to to kind of come together and, and as one unit, but. We don't have these executives that are reaching right. out and handpicking people and giving opportunities. And that's really the issue right. is that we have, we got Pusha there right. um, and we have other A&Rs there. Uh, I heard that Shaggy is one of Timberland's A&Rs. I don't know how, how true that yeah, is. I'm pretty but. sure of that because he's always there. When Whenever I am able to go to the studio, he's normally there. Right. But they're not coming to the city and saying, hey, yeah, we need you. I think maybe one of the only people that got an opportunity from Pusha is Young Money Yawn. Yep. And that, I'm not saying he hasn't gone anywhere, but it hasn't gone as big as it could have gone, you know, by now, because they've been working with him for, well, five years now. So I think that, yeah, that we need to have some executives that are willing to put some money and gamble on VA because it's worth it if they if you notice and look at the history everybody exactly. that's made it big from virginia was worth the gamble like right and they Missy, always outsource. For Braille, all of them right they always outsource they had to go away in order to get the love that they they deserve and and now they're just now receiving that like missy is just right. like like how can you wait so so long to see what we've seen and it's so, but and it's I also so crazy. think that it leaves a bitter taste in people's mouths that yeah. that they had to leave to get that recognition. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like it, it kind of, you know, you you'll make it big, and then you'll be like, you know what? I ain't messing with Virginia right, right. now. They didn't mess with me before. You know what I mean? Right. And so you go and buy a house that in, mentality, in South right. Carolina or right outside of Virginia. Like I'm not going back, but I'm definitely going to get a house in Georgia or like. 
it's kind of it's right. kind of weird though but it i, I definitely understand it because as soon as you leave here and then on top of that when you go to these conferences or when you do venture out it's like I will. I want to go somewhere else and see what that love feels like, especially if I'm not getting it from my own hometown. Like, that's a different type of love when you right. see something. And, un- and what's un- crazy is when you get that love, they be like, "You from Virginia? Yeah. Oh, that's what's up. Like, they love it. Yeah. And it, it it's it's weird because when you go back home, it's not the same feel. You know what right. I'm saying? Exactly. I don't know. I, I hope it changes because I love Virginia and it really, um, it painted my, my character and my narrative as an artist. And right. so I really hope that that changes in some type of way. And I hope that people can start taking uh, the other talent seriously there. Right. And do you believe like these, these new up and coming like festivals and events like that will take it? somewhere as well because you know something in the water is here and yeah like that's a big deal now and so do you feel like it'll play some type of part in the level up of Virginia I think that it I I think that it would but we got to start booking some of these local artists though you know to get on that main stage to show them that there is something in the water it's not that we're bringing everybody from everywhere else to perform here we're going to bring some of the natural raw talent that was born or raised here. Right. You know what I'm saying? And show them off and showcase that VA has the talent that, that we preach. You know what I'm saying? You can't, you can't really say it's something in the water and then don't show it. Correct. And just have the, the, um, the Chris Browns and the, the Trey songs. You can just go deeper than that. A little bit deeper. Yeah, it's way deeper than that. Mm-hmm. It's 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 a couple of singers there now that are like completely amazing. But you would you would never know. You would never know. And then because we used to have like the showcases, and we were we were able to bring like the executives down here and from even these magazine companies and video people and we'll have parties just for that like casting calls and stuff but people then got finagled out of so much stuff they just Money. don't they right. don't feel comfortable enough to just like oh well it, this is like just another party or another event trying to take my money but but then they also have clicked up like you know some people have these promoters that just don't fuck with other promoters and it's just be like well you know how much money and see that's the shit i don't really understand it's like yo I, I mean, I could understand it as far as, you know, club promotions for that night. But if we're going to try to bring an event together right. for everybody, then we need to come together. Because just think about all of the people that you'd be able to bring. So mm-hmm. if you have different promoters actually working together, I think that people are, are so for self that that's what's hindering. You know what I mean? It's hindering our growth. You know what I'm saying? Right. And and people just got to get out the mindset that there's a bigger bag wait. You got to be like, yo, it's a bigger bag waiting for me if I could work with others. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And some people, and then a lot of people are so quick value. to change up teams. Right, right, right. They don't know their value, and that too, that's the switch up. Like when they either about to get on, they try to switch up the game, or like, like if they gonna ride, just go and do what you need to do, and let's get this money and stop tripping. Right, right. And let's bring other people and, on. Like, but see, and then what's crazy is now I'm seeing a lot of people are getting some acts from the seven five seven and taking them to Richmond. Oh, and you know what I'm saying? They're getting more yeah. love in Richmond yeah. with Michael Millions and Nicholas F and um and Noah. Yeah, they getting love out there. You know what I'm saying? So I, I don't, I can't say it's all of Virginia, even. You know what I mean? But Hampton Roads, we got to do better. Yeah. Cause it's the, it's a it's a few people that are definitely trying, but it's not like that full fledged movement that I know that Virginia can have. Like we we right. were we were borderline there, but it just never got over that fence. Like it never came to a conclusion. It just, right. I don't know how or if or when, but it just definitely needs to to get there. Cause like I said, we got we got the young money yawns, we have the young crazies got the wavies we got even more underground people that people don't know about and we don't even have like a lot of underground things going on anymore because you know how we used to do all that shit but it doesn't right. happen nothing like that happens anymore 
because they just feel like either they're too good or they just don't want to do it. They're lazy. Right. Their team, their support. So speaking of support, when you were here, who was your support system and and in L.A. too? Well, um, out there, like I had like even though I wasn't with Black Fam anymore, like they all still came to every event that I had. The whole family was they came out to all the events. Um, I ended up having a little studio space with Razor and he was very, very supportive. Um, uh, Boogie's my mentor still to this day and, uh, Boogie from DMP. Yes. He's and, uh, he's, and he so, goes like, by the name of Gerald now. He's no, he's no, yeah, he's, yeah, Gerald, Gerald. <laughs> but, um, I like me and Boogie had a studio a couple of years back. And, and then he kind of like showed me the ropes and, um, how to bob and weave because it, it it's like, they show you a lot like people that show you a lot of love, but then it's a lot of hate and you got to be able to distinguish the two. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So Boogie was a great help. And he also introduced me to, um, a lot of the, the, the producers I needed to get to know. Oh, yeah, like, he's good I, um, for that. I'm going to be on knots. I'm going to be on not the future is female project um, really? that's coming this upcoming year. Uh, yeah, I, I recorded a few records for that. So I'm going to be on that. Um, he introduced me to Bink. Me and Bink uh, started recording some things while I was in California. And he FaceTimed me like every other week and, and mm-hmm. you know, kind of put me on the game. He did my intro for my last EP um, called White Bear. So, like, I ended up knowing a lot of people and getting getting to the right people thanks to Boogie. You know what I'm saying? Right. He introduced me to DJ B and um and E, his wife, and they let me open up for Rod Digger. So oh, Boogie that. was one of the main main people in my life uh out there that, that really put me on the game. And in California for real, it was just me and my producer and and my girl, that's it. That's all. That's all I had. Oh wow! And how? Like, how did you? Did you move the same as you did um, when you were in Virginia? Like, as far as like artistry wise, or did you go a little bit? No, nah, I actually switched it up. I ain't gonna lie, because in Virginia, I got I got real cocky. I got real confident because <laughs> people knew who I was, right. and I, and since I I was the only person female actually rapping the way that I rap, I kept it. You know, I kept it up there. But when I went to Cali, I didn't know nobody. You can't go to other people's territory and, you know, thinking you the shit. You know what I'm saying? So I I switched up the game a little bit. And for real, for real, the more mysterious I kept it, the more people wanted to know about me. And so Um, when I was over there, I, I, I limited a little bit of my performances and I kept it like I'm doing this. We we in the studio. Let's More let's put intimate. something down on wax. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Let's something real definite and concrete. So, I'm instead of you know just freestyling and performing with everybody and doing and, and going to party. I didn't party out there. I was working. Right, like that was my main thing. I'm like, yo, I didn't come out here and spend all this money to play around. So you, you were in a different mind space. When yeah, you, when you definitely. went out there, you wasn't trying to waste no time, no energy, no money. It, like you was ready to get. You were very invested in in your craft at this point. Right, right. All the money that I had saved up in Virginia, you know, I, I, I California is expensive. Like of if, if anything, oh. I tell anybody, look, uh, save up five to ten k before you think about moving to Cali. Damn. What and what um, part of California? And then when you get, I was um I was in Burbank for a while and then Oxnard. Okay. Okay. And so Oxnard is like 45 minutes away. It's like going to Richmond or something like that from there. Okay. But like, um, and then I, like I had people in Compton, you know what I'm saying? So <laughs> I was, I was a little bit all over the labels and stuff. We we're in Burbank and stuff like that. So I was all over the place out there for real, but I was only in the studios. I wasn't trying to perform. I wasn't trying to like do none of these open mics and, I'm not saying I'm not saying don't do that, right. but I went with a goal and a purpose, and we just we we made it shake. That's good, and you accomplished all, if not most, of your your goals out there because you said um, you moved back. Yeah, right? for the most part, like 
I said I'm a, I was going to get some type of deal before I left there. Mm-hmm. And I definitely did. I ended up, get, uh, like I, this year alone, I signed five, uh, five deals. Oh, wow. Six. Congratulations. And they're all for syncing and licensing. You know what I'm saying? Like, just for TV and film, so... Is that a Hopefully residual this. check? I ain't trying to get in your pocket, but is that like a residual <laughs> check or is that just like uh, a one-time check me. payment? All right, so Position Music, what they did, what they did for me is they paid me per song that I gave them, right? Mm-hmm. And I still get my all my, all my publishing. Oh. And with the... Right, right. And so the rest of the companies can't can't necessarily do that. That's actually like... A, that's like when in the lottery is getting with a company that'll pay you for the songs first before they even make any money. Right. Um, so, but I, that was the first deal I signed. So the first, the first, um, songs that I sold them, I got, I got a check and then I get every quarter, you know, I get my publishing. So that's so. residuals. You get the residuals. Right. Okay. And then check me when, <laughs> if a company like say, say, say Nike wants to purchase my song, mm-hmm. um, I split that with the the company and then I split that with the, my producer. So say Nike wants to buy the song for a hundred thousand. I split it and, and I, I split everything with my producers 50, 50. I'm very fair because it's, you know, right. Work that's how I would want to be paid. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, that's amazing. Like how, what made you even want to think about doing that? Like, so outside that wasn't of even like- an option. <laughs> I, I, for real, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't think about doing that at all until the opportunity was presented to me. Right, and that's why I think that a lot of um, artists really need to focus on the business half of right. of of their their work because it's very you gotta important. have your publishing together, get your ASCAP, your BMI, your CSAC, get that together. Because you never know when it's going to be an opportunity like this to come about, and you own your masters, you own your publishing, and you selling your records, right. and for big money, not not no small chump change. So I think people need to like I I thought about even doing like a little conference there and telling people about syncing and licensing because it's ways to get into it at home. Like you don't right. have to leave your home to start submitting to some of these companies. You just got to do the research. And people like when things come here, people don't take advantage of them because they feel like, like I said, they get people are getting over on them, especially when, right. but it's, it's very important people that come here and do these conferences for this specific reason to let you guys know. Like I know for a fact, there's like, the core DJs, one of the people, they travel everywhere and they do a showcase, and it's artists that's supposed to come out. They don't when they when they're here, it's not many people that show up because they're not really right. hip hip to it. But I've been I've been with the core DJs or the core since two thousand and nine. I was going to say for years, yeah, yeah. And they just now got a core DJ in the Norfolk area, like within two days, three days. Wow. And, and, but like DJ Jack of Spades, he was a core DJ and DJ, um, I forgot, uh, Chris Brown DJ or old DJ. Um, damn it. I can't think of his name, but he was one. But it, it was just like, I've been reverence and trying to get y'all opportunity. Like, you you know, because I, I send you all types of stuff whenever I can. Yeah. Like, I, matter of fact, you did send me something about a mixtape, but you were supposed to send me. You're supposed to email me something else. Well, we'll get back to that. But yeah, yeah like. But it's many and many opportunities that people just don't take advantage of. And I just don't understand that part of it. If you really want to succeed and really want like, and it's free game. Some of it is just like, it's open information for you to just go and run with it. See if it works for you. Because it might not. Not everything works for everybody, but at least try. And they don't. They and don't that's just that. another thing is I think that people want that overnight fame or celebrity or attention or money. It don't come like that. Right. Right. They're it doesn't come like that at all. I've been in this game for so long and it took me actually leaving to mm-hmm. make something from it. You know what I'm saying? Not saying I wasn't getting no money with music of course, in Virginia because I made other ways, Like, but I had to make other ways. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. You should be able to benefit off of your talent here especially when there's other talented people here and or gain knowledge like a lot of people don't even want to give up their knowledge like 
Wow. Well, that's a, that's another thing. And people are real selfish with that knowledge because some people will think that, that you'll get into what they're getting into and, and make Man. more, you know, make more of them before, you know, before yeah. you get to where you're going. Like yeah. people, yes, if people are real funny about that, but I'm like, yo, if I can give you to drop, drop a dime on you or whatever, like I know for a fact we can get money together. Of course. You know what I'm saying? Like people ignore the fact that this person that's given me this knowledge, like, yo, maybe I need to link force, join forces right. instead of trying to compete. Everything's not a competition all the time. And, I, and people lose sight of that. It is. It is it's just like, I just, and it's like uh, repetitive. Like, like I said, I've been here since 01 and I just been like, so much talent here. Like I've always, every year I say that so much talent here, but what's happening? So much talent. Like I can only say so much. But it's a lot of good yeah. things that do come out. I'm not like bashing where we are, but it's just it could be even it can be even better if we come together. That's all I'm saying. Oh yeah, and it could be bigger. But you know, that's just us talking. Like we don't know nothing. And right. I think the new generation too. That like because every like three years, rap changes for real. Right. Uh, the music industry changes for real. And, and the so attention span I think, changes as well. Right. Right. We went from making songs and freestyles three minutes and 30, four minutes right. to now 2.30, now two minutes. Mm -hmm. Microwave, microwave attention spans. And so I think that that changes things too, you know, instead of like hating on somebody that's been doing it for 10 years ahead of you, you need to try to pick up some game instead of, you know, this and the young dudes, you need to pick up some games from the young dudes. How to get my social media popping? How to right. get these fans? You know what I'm saying? And I, I, that we need to join forces with everybody so we can gain important. that type of knowledge. It's very important to have some type of knowledge, whether it be the basis or the basic, or just you know some type of something. Just know it right. enough to if you have to hand it off, then you can hand it off, and they can hand it right back with no problem. Like, right. Know your contracts. Know, like, how much money you're getting off top. Like, no, people just don't, or the artist does not look further into that as well. And they don't right. have a team that really, it's a lot of yes people around them. And it's just not okay. Right. And it's some, I, I some, agree, too, because it is, cause some people, let's, let's, let's get it twisted. Then don't get it twisted. Everybody can't rap. Right. But it'd it be the dude that, that has the most money that can't rap <laughs> and they getting put on, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. It's just, but mm, we, we, you're right. We need that knowledge. We need to be able to share it. People need to like, let go of their pride and just be like, yo, I need to know. I need, to, I need something. You know what I mean? I need, I need those gems. Yeah. Yeah. Now, a next question is how important is it to stay relevant to you when when it comes to this industry? Um, at first, um, I was trying to be relevant all the time. Like I was doing every freestyle for Jack of Spade or DJB that I could possibly do, mm -hmm. and then I focused mainly on DJB because he was doing it every single Thursday at one point. And I was getting her every week and I was trying to perform at everybody's club. And I really, so you know, was trying out. to get, yeah, like, mm -hmm. and then you, you start to forget about the things that are important in your art. Mm -hmm. So, you know, instead of, you know, doing a social media thing, you on, you, you know, you're on your Snapchat all the time or mm -hmm. your Instagram all the time and taking, going out just to take pictures and, I got burnt out on that. And then I, I realized that my art was suffering from it. You know what I'm saying? Because oh. I wasn't having that experience or, you know, that life experience that I was getting before focusing just on my art. Right. And then I realized uh, um, then that the songwriting thing, like I don't, I don't have to be on, on Instagram every day to make a check now. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, exactly. Exactly. Cause but I, people are, it's a popularity contest with some people and they feel like that's the only way to get money and fans is to, to be in everybody's face all the time. I, I thought, I thought that as well mm -hmm. um, for a long time, especially when social media had really made a presence. I was like, all right, I got to do this all the time. 
And then I, I was like, man, forget this, yo. You either, <laughs> you either fuck with me or you don't. Exactly. <laughs> like, exactly. And that was that, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I'm still kind of the same way. Like, I, I got a decent amount of followers, but I'm not focused on that. You know what I'm saying? I'm focused on just creating good music at this point. Right, 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 right. Well, we're at the hour where I asked what the top five. And the top five means, oh yeah, it's one of those. So be prepared. Um, well, I'm going to ask you, I don't know, about two, three questions about your top five. So okay. your top five millennial artists. Millennial artists? Yes. Uh, that's even harder. <laughs> you Do you like any of the artists today? Um, yeah, like I like... I like Dave East, but we the same age, so you know what I'm saying. <laughs> like, um, let me think. But like, yeah, I mean, because he knew her, you know what I'm saying. So I appreciate Dave East. Um, I did like um, X Extension, believe it or not. Uh, he could really, really rap. Like a, a lot of the commercial stuff that he had was really different um, from the underground stuff. I was um, following him from the underground, and I ended up really, really enjoying him. Um, as an artist, um, oh man, you got three more. I'm trying to think. I feel like I would have to go into. Oh, I, I like uh, Lakeley Forty Seven. She's a female rapper. Okay. I like Dreezy. Oh, okay. I, I got. A, it's a lot more female rappers I like now. Um, more than anything, like because before it was like just one or two female rappers at a time, but now it's a lot of them, and I, I'm really enjoying. Um, what the females are bringing. Um, that was actually going to be a, another question. Your top five female artists, but uh, man, of course I like ASAP Ferg and the whole ASAP team for real. Um, I think four, five. I think I think I, I, think I, I, yeah. I, think I covered I think it. <laughs> Good amount. St. John, yeah. he's dope too. You know what I mean? New millennial artist. Okay. Jaden Smith is fire. I had to open up my Apple Music for it. <laughs> for that. Yeah, the search. Yeah. I had to see what was popping. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So the next one is top five generational artists. Um, as like as the like, old, like uh, Rock Kim and you know the Jay Z. Um, so in memorable. no particular order, okay. uh, it would be Jay-Z, Biggie, um, can we just put Wu-Tang as one group, yeah, like one person? Because uh, yes. I, I was big on Wu-Tang, uh, Mob Deep, um, and Rod Digger. Well, I wonder what she did. Because she used to come to Virginia all the time and fuck with not. Yeah, I, that's who I opened. I was like, uh, two years ago, I think. Oh, yeah, it was like two years ago. She was in Norfolk. I opened up for her and, um, not introduced me to her right before the show. It was great. Yeah, she's real dope. She's definitely dope. I met her before when they did the ball game, um, video, the music. Okay. Video. Cause you know, I used to do shit back in the day. <laughs> I was in the, in the videos dancing and all that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but the next, okay, the final top five. Oh, question. oh, and a new artist. Let me just oh, go back to the ahead. Millennial Jones, yeah, okay, the okay. baby, yo. I, he is a performer, oh. man. Oh my God, yo. Did you see what he did for Not his last situation that he missed? He performed on the private jet on off the fucking oh, FaceTime. See, nah, I. Uh, nah, I didn't see that one. I, I I seen the Saturday Night Live performance. No. That shit was crazy. He performed on FaceTime and they put it on the jumbo screen and he performed his For song. For real? Yeah. That's, that's love. He missed the show and still gave him a show. That's yeah. fire. Yeah, it was really dope. So I think people are starting to, you know, consider him one of the best, if not the best. Yeah. Right. I, now. I, I, I like that. I like he's the way very he's coming animated. a lot. Very animated. And we need that. You can't be hard all the damn time. Nope. You cannot. You can definitely not. But the last question for the top five is the top five artists in your city. In my city? In your city. 
Okay, so in in Virginia, it would have to be in no particular order again. Um, it would be. Uh, I can't name myself, so that's 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 fine. <laughs> but it'll be uh, boogie, mm-hmm. uh, intellect, okay, driver, okay, um, uh, basic. He's a part of ATI as well, and. I'm trying to, because I don't want to, like, not for, I don't want to trying to forget nobody. I'm going to give it to, uh, I'm going to give my, the, the last place, last little space to <laughs> Chicks. It's a, she's a female rapper. Uh, not a lot of people know her, but she's so hard. Like, she's so hard. Okay. That's dope. That's dope. So what do you plan on doing now that you're back here in VA? You said you are back. Well, I'm not quite back. I'm back on the East Coast. Okay. But okay. I do plan on um I do plan on getting with a couple of artists and seeing if they're trying to get with this syncing and licensing. I was talking to uh I was talking a little bit to Driver about it. I talked to uh, T Rific, he's a, pr- a producer. Mm-hmm. Um and so I talked to a few uh producers. I talked to G Stacks and Black and couple of people about getting involved in some of the sync so and when they've been sending me things so I've just been writing and trying to submit to them uh, uh, submit to the labels and companies and that's pretty much it I'm gonna just keep the, mo- the momentum of what I'm doing because it's different you know I'm not out here mm-hmm. um, I'm not performing the same I'm not doing the same thing so I'm gonna try to get more people involved in the background and in the scene get them on TV get them on film for right. real, for real, like just keep it that way. So, um, as an artist, what do you what are you doing now? And are you performing, or is, are you literally just focusing on um, publishing? And- well, I um I'm I, I plan on dropping something at the top of the year. I'm still dropping albums um that are on different platforms. Uh, I dropped a single called More Wins uh, last month, actually. Mm-hmm. Um. So I'm still going to be dropping music and dropping freestyles, um, but I don't I don't see myself performing as much because I haven't been in one place. Like I've literally just been all over uh, since leaving California. I've been in Detroit. I've been in Florida. So you've been um, moving been, around. Yeah, like <laughs> I've been everywhere. Like and that was and that was just this year alone. So I since and ha, since I haven't been in just one spot. I haven't been booking anything as far as performances or nothing like that, but I don't know. I think I might come back to the beach uh, or Norfolk or something and, and get a little performance in and see if I ain't lost it. <laughs> I know that's right. You might as well because <laughs> uh, we need all that we can get at this point. Cause, oh, for sure. Yeah, we definitely need you. Cause are you involved in any like underground, any underground scenes or no, because I know they're readily available in, in like California. But are you doing anything like nah, that? No, not actually. Like for real, I just been connecting with um the songwriters and rappers that I know, and it's not like a whole team. It's not like a whole theme thing. Mm-hmm. It's just like we've just been really trying to connect and support one another. Like. I ended up getting another deal because another artist from a different label heard about me and got me on a record and their, their label liked me. And then I got a deal with them. So like I did, we just been trying to touch hands. It, it's not no real underground scene. Like I said, like that you can consider it, you know, a whole, a whole thing like that. But I just been just working still, <laughs> just working with everybody that I can that, that's open to it. Understand, and I do have a serious question as far as like contracts goes. Can you tell the people like how important it is for like lawyers to be involved when and and or reading your contract thoroughly when it comes to these these type of things? Uh, it's super important. It's probably one of the most important things you can do. And I think that, um, like for me, when I get a contract, I sit there. I don't care how many pages it is. I don't care if I don't understand all of the the terminology i will read it from top to finish right every single time and then 
I shoot it over to um, an entertainment lawyer so they can put it in layman's terms for you and so that you can understand what you're getting yourself into because you don't want somebody to own you. Correct. And so I try to, I don't have management. I'm still doing everything myself. I think that you should definitely have um, somebody that's in the game that knows these contracts, if not um, that uh, entertainment lawyer or something like that. So you're not going to get yourself, you know, screwed at the end of the day because they'll own you and they, they'll, they'll say it so sly in one line mm-hmm. on a contract. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's really, it's important for you to go through it, try to learn some of the things. If you don't know something, look it up. You know, we have so many, so much knowledge at our fingertips. We use um, our phones for the, all the wrong reasons in my mind. You know what I'm right, saying? Like when right. you could just be looking up how to or what this means or so i i think that it's it's so important to 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 have that type of knowledge and if especially if you don't have like a manager or a publicist or something like that um that's working on your team but if you can get any of these people on your team get them you know what i'm saying like you can't do anything by yourself out here and and i had to learn that the hard way right Right. So what, who do you have on your team at the moment? Um, well, the label actually provided me with a publicist. Um, I, I have an entertainment lawyer um, that's in New York and I have a lawyer here that I can just send contracts to, um, to see exactly what I'm dealing with. Uh, I'm, I don't, I'm not, I haven't been really dealing with any promoters cause I've just been doing, like I said, songwriting for real. Um, and then I have main producers that I can, I can contact because you know, I, like, I don't, I don't really want to mess with 800 producers and get all, all types of people. Let's narrow it down to a solid 10 right? because you don't want to be splitting your public, you know what I mean? Yeah. Get up your money with everybody. So I don't got a lot of people on my team still to this day, but I got a lot of people with, I got the necessary people with knowledge that I need. Your, recep- your reception is going in and out a little bit. Can you hear me? You say that one more time. Oh no, you're you're better now. I said your reception is going out a little bit, but it's all good. It oh, okay, I'm sorry. It gets a little shaky. I'm in this this uh studio here, and it's like you working. Concrete it's ceilings. Okay. And- <laughs> it's okay. Just say I'm working. Say fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> but speaking of doing freestyles, I do have um a little segment that one of my guests last time he did uh, it's called sweet 16 and um i need a 16 or at least an eight from you if you don't mind you want me to do it on a beat or is nope, that, i know it's kind of funny with the delay on the phone <laughs> just uh you can just however you do it do you need a beat no, I, don't I don't need a beat i could okay. i could do it I could do acapella. I'm not. I'm not like freeway. Turn the beat on. I, <laughs> everybody won't know that reference, but if you' old enough, you'll know that reference. Yeah. Turn the beat on. <laughs> but yeah, you can do it acapella. Okay. Um. I've been spitting on a hundred beats. Weight a hundred pounds with your nigga right in front of me. No, I hold it down, flip it, make another hundred peas, heavy with the crown. No wonder why your nigga wanting me. I ain't starting cheap. I got a bitch to study under me. You can tell by the fish scale that I'm running things. Nah, I'm retired, but I know who got that fire, though I ain't saying no names. Bitch, I ain't wearing a wire. Think it's all fun and games to be your own fucking guys. Turn it back against the nigga just for a taste of the pie. I want the whole thing. The whole enchilada, but you can get richer if you niggas stop changing up size. That's a little gem for you. Get your mind right, a little soldier slim for you. I want that money fast, little rolling pin for you. Used to chop up work and have me folding thin for you, but <laughs> nigga, I'm off that. And how I switch things, not pillows when I say I'm selling 16s. Smoke pillows, though I'm sober for this verse, bitch. You need a couple racks, the only way I get my thirst quenched. At first glimpse, I'm a model. Better edges than your lace front. Harder than most niggas, never flexing if the dates come. I've been on my own, spin alone when the cake come. You wish I still had your back when the grape's done. You don't understand how bad I've been wanting to use my goddamn sound bites for like ever. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> I got, I actually have like a uh I just thought about it like a little uh it was dope but that was dope. It was like a, a, a awards like the first time and I I'm calling it like uh pop the cherry rewards. So cuz you're mm-hmm. the first female so you might get something in the mail or something but just just know that you're the our first female guest on Oh so I'm honored and privileged to, to have my cherry pop by you or pop your cherry or however that happened I don't know it's sound, it sound real dirty though I don't know how G going to feel about that but that's okay it's all right <laughs> Hold that nigga right now <laughs> No he don't he don't but I do really appreciate all of the 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 knowledge that you pretty much dropped on us and pretty much more, more to come. Cause I know you have a lot going on. So tell us where we can reach you at and um, like your last words of encouragement, so on and so forth. Okay. Well, um, you can get on my Instagram and check up on me. Uh, Jade Josephine, just straight through um, Jade Jose on the Twitter. And I, like I'm on every uh, entertainment platform on Apple Music, Spotify, Title, all of that. Um, just look up Jay Josephine, and you can find all my music there. Um, and yo, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Um, I always like sharing the gems that I actually have. And if you ever need me, I got you. You know. No problem. No problem. But I oh I forgot you was always almost gonna leave me without this question of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, the question I don't know if you remember I asked the question prior to um, like uh, what was it what bothers you about the industry and why and what would be your, your solution to fixing that um, the main thing is that that bothers me about the industry is that um, it's always it's always the negativity that sells or sexuality that sells or something like that that sells instead of um just straight lyrics but you know that's that's for us to change and that's for us to change in our culture for real for real you know what i'm saying so that's probably one of the main things that bothers me the most is always you know it's always something negative being said instead of giving people their praises well how do you think we can fix that or we all can fix that or work towards something we got to get off our high horse for real. You know what I'm saying? Like we got to start showing people more love for real. Like Humble I think that that'll folks. be the easiest way, you know? Yeah. Cause once mm-hmm. people get a certain amount of love, they feel, you know, you won't have to talk about certain things and do certain things and be so negative towards other people. You know, social media got people bashing each other every day mm-hmm. and people, you know, being depressed and having anxiety just off because of social media, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I think that, we need to change um, the narrative and change the direction that we're going as a culture um, and be a little bit more positive. You know, if you're going to story tell, story tell. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I understand that everybody's story ain't positive. But when you're doing that, you know, make sure that you you have um, a lesson in it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, we need to just be a lot more positive, for real, for real. The game could chew you up and spit you out and yes. make you feel like shit. Like, that's that's for real. Like, you, the industry is, 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 is famous for that, for making most of their artists feel like shit. Right. So <laughs> I really just wish that we could be a little bit more positive and show each other more love, and especially NDA. Oh, well, thank you so much. We appreciate you, and um, I'm going to give my little shout-outs, and we are going to close out this episode of So Hollywood with Miss Jade Josephine. Um, Shout-out to GLG Session 420 for having me, because this is where I do my recordings and or live shows, because it will be live soon. <laughs> um, And the Adult Swim Tour team, because we have a, te- a tour coming up in 2020. It's I can't tell you these cities yet. Um, and then we also have Bad to the Core Volume 2 Females Only Submissions uh, going on now. You can go on my Instagram, which is M-I-S-S Hollywood 313. Or you can go on my Twitter, M-S Hollywood, M-S Hollywood 313. Shout out to the core DJs and the core models. I make custom items, so you can also see that on my Instagram page. Just go follow me. And um, I want to do a, a final shout out, which is 
to our newest core DJ, which is located in the Norfolk, Virginia area. DJ Hip, shout out to you. And shout out to Jay Josephine for calling in and being a guest. So, until next time, holla. Is it me or was it hiding here? Is it me or was it hiding here? So Hollywood, Looking to book your next studio session? Contact Session 420 at www.greenleafgang.com.